seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. And we're back. Uh, we took a little break. I I'm the I'm at fault. I had to go away for some work, and uh, we couldn't uh, record. But we are back, and it is great to be here, Rohit. It's great to be back on the Hopeless Show. This today, today's topic and episode is pretty wild. We've like saved it up. We've saved up all the juice after these few weeks off. Yes, we have saved all the juice. You know, we the juice. We've saved we all the juice <laughs> to be humanists and people that care. So we have. We've, <laughs> we've saved, saved every last one. We've saved every Jew, and that's why I'm back. <laughs> yes, you were saved, man. I was saved. <laughs> I was saved. So, you know, th- that's a perfect example of of the topic of today. Is is what's too much? What's going over the line? And like like that little ramble we just had was that too much? So no. in general, what is too much? <laughs> and what's our breaking point? You know? And what? And what's our? And what's our breaking point? So there was one thing when I was gone that I promised I would tell you, but decided to wait for the show, and that was my visit to Amazon. In. Uh, I was in Seattle and I went to the Doppler building and their headquarters first on the way there. Well, I remember you had a question. What was your question about the trip? Because I, uh, I had one incident happen there that was very interesting. Maybe my question. Perfect. You don't remember. No. (laughs) All right. Well, this was, there was a two parter to it. The first was very interesting because I went, I was going up to the place where I was meeting people and there was a big, there was a not big protest outside, a pretty small protest, maybe a hundred people and some media. And a lot of the people who were protesting did not necessarily look like they worked at or for Amazon for various reasons. And I had no idea what the protest was, but I took a video of it. No one was even talking about this protest while I was at Amazon. And then upon leaving and, and when I went back home, I uh, I looked up what was this protest? What was going on? And lo and behold, there were many stories about it. They said that there was a a walkout going on at Amazon by employees because of some environmental issue. Okay. And it was on like a bunch of news sources from the Hill, the other, a lot of, like it just popped up. Sure. And I'm thinking, I was just there. There was no walkout. There were approximately 100 people outside of the building. Most of them looked like they did not, they did not walk out of their job that day from Amazon. And this was a media story created that did not exist. Like it totally didn't exist. And I was there to see it not exist. So <laughs> I just I just found this, I guess, extra fascinating that something could be created by the media because there were about 100 people outside. And if you weren't there, you would have no idea that there weren't people. There weren't thousands of people walking out of Amazon that day. Are you... Ugh, here's the thing. I, I'm really concerned about Aaron. Are you implying... In any way <laughs> that the media would not accurately represent a situation or um, or publish a headline for, um, you know, specific purposes beyond just reporting information. I would never do, I would never do that. Good, because that's unthinkable. I it's mean, unthinkable. Why, I'm, why I would must, they ever lie? I must just be losing my mind. I think that's yeah. what it is. I'm losing yeah. my mind. I th- Luckily, I was saved. Yeah. You know, uh Dude, don't trust your eyes. Don't trust. Because remember, <laughs> Donald Trump had a one of the biggest turnouts in history in 2016 when he when he uh, was inaugurated. Remember that? Oh yeah, um, the record breaking. Yeah, it was record great. breaking. And it's all, it just it's just weird what pictures we saw. 
all those empty seats were people that were wearing transparent clothing. So, <laughs> oh man, I forgot. Like you know, we've we've had so much stuff over these years since 2016. I forgot how at the time just how ludicrous that sounded. Yeah, that it was just like, wow, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Little did we know it was just the beginning. Yeah. So here's one other thing, not Amazon related. My visit to Amazon beyond that was very interesting. It's a very interesting place. I'll leave it at that. Um, It's uh, there's these levels that people have one through 12 and you get assigned a level. And that's your your identity. It's kind of like uh, the Scientologists. Look, I'm, I'm maybe doing some work with them, so I would never okay, ever yes. say such a thing. You said okay. that, and I am. Uh, I think that is wrong of you to even dare. You could, yeah, you can no comment the shit out of that. <laughs> I'm gonna no comment that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to an even more controversial yeah. topic. Um, no, just one other thing that happened that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was interesting, and this just shows what's too much as we lead into your to- your first topic. So growing up as a, as a kid, I had a cat. How did I get this cat? My neighbors next door to me, um, they had like a feral cat that had, uh, that had four kittens. Three were orange striped and one was black striped. And as a five-year-old, I think, I wanted that cat. I wanted that to be our like, our family pet, and I named that cat Blackie. Oh, no. You say that. You say that. (laughs) And people, so remember, this cat lived for 20 years. So I had that cat. We were calling it Blackie for up until like 10 years ago, whatever, whenever Blackie died. Um, Since then, when I've told people about my cat Blackie, they have had the exact reaction you have had. And it's been almost only white people. And in this case, we have a brown person who has said that. No, his name was not Brownie. It was Blackie. And so... I've met during, a dog named Brownie, by the way, but continue. Um, good. So then, <laughs> then I was away with a, with a friend for a bit who is black. And I decided I really want a real opinion on this, on this topic. So I told him about my cat Blackie and he said, it is ridiculous. If anyone says that it was wrong for you as a five-year-old to have a cat named Blackie. And that is just absurd that, that, and he said like, all your white friends are telling you what you're supposed to do and not do for us when we don't give a shit. Well, Aaron, I'm going to respond to that. And I think I've so. What's had, too much? What's too much? I actually feel what might be too much is actually the people that say, "Oh no!" But in a sense, I think I've just had an awakening. Yes. Okay. When I said, "Oh no," you had a cat named Blackie. <laughs> do, you, do you think I was actually offended? Oh, I don't think you were offended, okay, but I right, think you were right. worried of who would be offended. But I think that was my natural reaction. I think I've been been conditioned. We've been conditioned to say, oh, no, to that, right? Yeah. Now, and I think the reality is, Aaron, I actually am not offended. I actually think it's funny. But the oh, no, was a very innate reaction that has been, you know, nurtured into us because I think it's highly entertaining to watch you squirm and to, (laughs) to, and... In, and enforcing shame upon people has not, is not just a way to gain social status in this freaking social credit score world that the United States is moving into, but it's also a way to make people feel really uncomfortable, which 99 times out of 100 is absolutely hilarious. And yeah. so, yeah. Oh, I think so that you was liked watching me squirm. Yes. Anybody in general. If I can make people feel, or I can be in a situation where I'm just watching people just... Like that's, I guess, oh, I love cringe comedy so much. And it's the hardest for me to watch. Sometimes cringe comedy is harder for me to watch than like really scary horror because cringe comedy is just like you fart. You want to like throw up 
you know, you're like, oh god, oh god. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's been scenes of the office even back in the day. I just I'd like I had to like bury my head in the pillows and just scream because I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. Um and then they the office and then we'll move on to your topic. We do have a huge show today. Uh but then the office removed one of their best episodes from uh from the streaming service. Yeah. The one what was it? It was called uh Diversity Day diversity day which just goes back to this to to what you're saying and that episode was so funny and uh, i just i hate that that they they removed it and that is one of the episodes that i was screaming into my pillow i think it just and it was a great episode and i'm so sad i'll just have to pirate it um and hopefully nbc is not listening but yes i will be pirating that that particular episode because you made it not available you yeah and i think pirating is a good transition into uh topic one Yes, topic one. And Aaron, in this case of our theme, what's too much? We're going to ask the question, what's too much knowledge? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, now, um, according to The Guardian and uh, many other sources, there is a whistleblower, um, a former intelligence official, um, who's been urging the U.S. to disclose evidence that he and many other people have been given formal intelligence seeing and has been acknowledged to exist. Um that the government has possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. Ooh. And no, we're not talking about, um, you know, the Chinese balloons, spy balloons that are floating over. We're not talking about any of those things. Um, what we are actually talking about um, is actual, um, the, what they're called as UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And there's a UAP task force from 2019 to 2021. Um, and this guy, this guy, David Charles Gersh, uh, he's a, a veteran of NGA. He's a veteran of the National Renaissance uh, Office, NRO. He's a former combat officer, highly decorated from Afghanistan. Um, okay. And he, when he was presented with this information, um, he wanted to declassify it and, and he wanted to make it public. Um, and hmm. he pretty much had his career like sabotaged from there. Um, really? And according to Grush, the reports, uh, it said that the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles have been made for decades. Um, and through the present day by the U.S. government, its allies and defense contractors. Um, and the reports um, have determined that the objects retrieved are of exotic origin, meaning non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. Now, this, um, this has been in the reports and he uh, has, he blew the whistle. And he has since pretty much lost his job and he's been getting discredited. Well, of but course. But now there are other people. Um, one is a guy named, uh, where's his last name is Gray. Um, a guy with the last name Gray. I can't find his first name in this article. Um, Doesn't matter. But he uh, worked for NASIC, which is the National... Air and Space Intelligence Center. His name is Jonathan Gray. And he confirmed the existence of these. He's a current US, he's a current US official, intelligence official at NASIC. And he's actually confirmed the existence of these exotic materials. And he has confirmed we're not alone. Um, and right now, our government is still refusing to release this information that you now you have two high-ranking government officials that have worked in these organizations. Um, the government is refusing to 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 release it and saying they're misunderstanding saying it's conspiracies um but so what's the what's the problem the problem because to me it's well i'll just i'll just say this to me it's obvious If, if you're if we're so naive and pompous to think that we are the only living creatures in this giant universe where we look up and we see for we don't we don't understand a fraction of a fraction of anything. So for us to then think that we are the only living creatures on this earth, I mean on this earth, well, uh, there's that was uh, called a slip up, but uh, in this world is is just silly. So the mm-hmm. fact that we have some of this stuff, I think it's just the government not wanting people to freak out. But I think if we found out more about this, 
there'd be zero freak out, at least from me. I mean, yeah. I just this assume is, it. I agree. I think it would be celebrated. I think this is one of the situations where the government always wants to seem like they're in control, which I understand. There's a need. You know, a lot of people see the government as their parents, and nobody wants to see their parents out of control. Um, and if the government can't explain something, that means everything's out of control. And I do think that there is a the fear by the government is that too much information could cause chaos and it could cause loose control. Um, but I do, th- I think that we are capable and I think it would be a huge move forward for the world. If we could actually formally acknowledge that there is life out there and it's one of human, it's since the dawn of time, the dawn of humanity, we've always wondered what else and who else is out there. Yeah. So I, but I, and I get government, you have to wait for the right time, I guess. But I just think, these bits of information being leaked give me hope that what I've always felt was true is true. So yes, I just don't feel a lot of hopelessness. I understand that certain bits of information need to be controlled and released uh, in an orderly manner. Remember, just just to and and this is of of no of no ill will to the people who believe this, but a lot of people in our country believe in. Um, seven days of creation as this, there were seven days where the world was created and you know, Adam and Eve being the first, all that, all like very literal to the Bible. If they were to, if the government were to announce this, a lot of people who believe that it would, it would, it would mess with their entire belief system. And so it is a sensitive issue on many levels. It's not as simple as, well, this is what I think. So it's, um, yeah, but do you hide the truth to protect people's fragile feelings? And I think that's a theme of our current well, world what's too right much. now. That's what's too much. Yeah. Uh, I think it still needs to be handled in a delicate and smart manner. So if we don't know when this was recovered, we don't know how much they even know about it. I do think it's smart for officials to make sure they know exactly what they're talking about before releasing this. Um, it's always smart to do things have a have a uh, plan in place when you when you do it so i don't know if they do or don't i'm not there but i if i were them i'd make sure i have a plan and then release information in a very strategic manner well i'll tell you what though man i think you're right about being strategic but in terms of being strategic politically and we should move on from this but i do think the first president that gets up in front of the nation in front of the world and he says you know We've, as, as a humankind, we've always wondered if we were alone. And as me, president, blah, 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 whoever it is, I would like to formally share with you, we've learned we are not alone. Something like that. That will be never forgotten. That will be as big as the headlines when man lands on the moon, right? And right now, I'm surprised that we don't have a, you know anybody in office that's like chomping at the bit to be the one on that podium to make that greatest sort of announcement possibly in humanity's history. Well, I can get, okay. I could see, I actually could see Biden doing it if it was the right time. I, I don't think he wouldn't do it. I, I know November of 20. Yeah, he could, <laughs> he could. I know who wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, Trump did start space force. He wanted to like get out there. Yeah, um, but there's no way that, any of those guys would do it because of the, the what I just said, I believe, because of the base, evangelical base. Like, there's just no Yeah, way. I mean, I, th- I think that could play a role, but I do think that, you know, politicians will use anything to their advantage. And right now, this is a waste. This is a, this is a huge opportunity that they are just not using. All right, fair. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, I think we've, uh, we've given this a bit of hope and thought. And I, yeah. I, you have something to say. So we haven't, we have not, touched much on cryptocurrency we've had this crypto watch segment forever and we we haven't touched much on it but it seems like you have something to say about this which i'm i'm surprised because this has been kind of a dead zone for a while yeah and aaron um and for all of you big kitty inu investors out there which is an absolute trash coin (laughs) um that aaron and i each bought i think maybe a couple years ago yeah uh kitty inu over the past couple of weeks has jumped to its highest price in 12 months. Shit. Right now. Really? Yes. 
Uh, no. Current where, market price. One sec. Where is it? Uh-oh. I have no idea where this stuff is anymore. Yeah, it's, How, it's, in, it's, our, it's in our trust wallets, um, but now they're like moving to like a new a new contract address, which means we need to add our, a new contract address and replace our old one. Um, I, I don't even know how to, to get that. into this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to remember your like 12 <coughs> passcode or 16 passcode uh, thing just to get into your trust wallet if you haven't done it on your new phone. But oh, right God. now, Kitty oh, Inu so per screwed. coin I am so is screwed. trading at point oh 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 one six seven five which i don't even know how many thousands that is wait so um, what does that mean we have uh it means that it's like i think we each put in five hundred dollars um in uh 2021 yeah um so that means our five hundred dollars is worth fifty dollars right now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm not as I'm not as urgent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's a Kitty Inu update. Um, so so for, wait, that for, that means we made money. <laughs> well, our fifty dollars was five dollars a few weeks ago. <laughs> what were we thinking? Sorry, I just five hundred dollars was five dollars a few weeks ago, and what were we thinking? Fifty. At the boredom of the pandemic, like this yeah. was smart. <laughs> And now I actually think that's a beautiful transition because I feel like, you know, some people are wondering like, hey, man, we should have been protected from ourselves. But in an interesting twist, the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, is suing crypto trader Coinbase for allegedly operating as an unregistered broker of securities, which is this is crazy. This is shocking. Now, what the SEC is claiming just Months, Uh-oh. three months after they let them IPO and never brought up the fact that they're trading in securities. And the securities have to be backed, right? Like, this is that bad. means if, yeah. And now people are like, wait a second. All the money I lost on Coinbase with these stupid coins. Wait, does that mean that I should be getting some of my money back? Does that mean I, it was supposed to be secured? And oh no, essentially, the SEC uh, has reversed course um, and... Um, they're saying, well, you know, since 2019, Coinbase has made billions of dollars of unlawfully facilitating yeah. the buying and selling of crypto asset securities. They'd have never classified them as securities. They never are securities. But what they're trying to have crypto classified as a security is uh, so that they can, again, pave the road. They're going to tear down as much of the crypto as they can so they can make sure that the only crypto in the game is the trackable, ownable by the U.S. government, no. uh, the United States digital coin. So this is like the most transparent uh, sort of takedown. Um, And really, you're looking at like, you know, countries like Hong Kong and, uh, you know, uh, Korea, North, sorry, South Korea. Um, A lot, a lot of countries are literally laughing at the United States after this news. They're like, this is the most ridiculous thing we've ever seen. This is really, really dumb. Um, So. Yeah, it, it feels it feels sad that, you know, we've had um, this segment, Aaron, that we for a couple of years uh, have been call, have been calling Crypto Watch. Who knows how long the Crypto Watch will even be a relevant segment, you know, over the next year or two. All right. I have a prediction with this. What do you got? Nothing will happen. I think that nothing. I think that in two years, crypto, I think it'll be up and it'll be the same because it's been threatened for five, six, seven years and nothing has changed and i actually think it's stabilizing and i just think all of this stuff is just noise and nothing ends up happening well i hope not but yeah hopefully the the crypto market can find a way to undermine the u.s government um, absolutely this is, this is, that would be really funny this is insane they're like and, a big monopoly right now and uh so so let's let's move on because we have I mean we have yes. like a MAGA Monday still we've got a crazy beer story we've got yeah, yeah. some hopeless TV we've got so much 4chan for love we've got a big hope in 60 but we let's just touch on sports for a minute. Yes. Because look speaking of what's too much have we had too much of the NBA and NHL? Probably that's why it's the finals. But we never said our predictions for both of these. No, we haven't. So I think we need to do that while uh, while they're both still going on. So right now, the Nuggets and the Heat are tied at one. 
Yes. In the NBA finals that I think very few people are probably watching, but, but, uh, we're watching, I'm watching a little bit of it at least. So, mm -hmm. uh, I'd much rather watch this. I wouldn't would not have watched one second of Lakers Celtics. Not a second of it. I would not. I would have boycotted that series to the end. But this one I like. As yeah. a Clipper fan, I just, ugh. Yeah, I know you don't want to see the Lakers win. I understand that, and, and I, I hate think, the Celtics. Too. Ugh, both. Yeah, it, gross. And I, I'm I'm really enjoying the series a lot. It's pretty high action. Got some great offense. I'm predicting before the series, I would have said Nuggets in five. But now that we're recording this and it's 1-1, I'm going to say Nuggets in six. This is so boring, but I'm going to agree. I think that's exactly what it'll be. Yeah, I think Nuggets just, in six, they uh, will probably, yeah. I think that they'll probably win two of three in Miami, and then they'll win back home and be done. Yeah. Or wait, I for, no, how does it work? One, one, whatever it works. It goes... Uh, Two two one one one. So I can't do math. Yes, so they'll do they'll do enough to win it in six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and now Stanley Cup. I don't think you know anything about hockey. I don't even know who's in the finals. So no, wait, let is... me guess. Let 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 me guess. Florida <laughs> Panthers and Las Vegas Knights. <laughs> you looked. No, I literally didn't. Wait, how did you guess that? Maybe it was incepted at me. Maybe I saw a Twitter, but I. Because that's I exactly kind of, is that exactly who it is? Yeah. So it's like for you to randomly have picked those two teams. I was joking with the Las Vegas Knights because they've been in the finals recently, and that's like one of the only West Coast teams I can name. Um, wow. And on the uh, the Florida Panthers, I'm pretty certain that we had talked about them in a previous episode, um, and that's the only team I remembered that was in the NHL playoffs besides the Devils this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was right. Okay. You were right. Well, right now, the Vegas Knights are up two games to none. Okay. I actually predicted them to win a while back and bet on it. So uh, I think, since your opinion doesn't matter, I think <laughs> I think the Vegas Knights will win in five. Okay. I cannot name one NHL player right now. I cannot name one hockey player. I cannot name one college athlete right now that hasn't been drafted. Like, literally, there's I have no idea. I don't. There's just sports I'm just blind to. Um, I can't name one MMA guy besides Ronda Rousey and the guy Conor McGregor, um, and she's not a guy, obviously. Um, so I'm gonna go with my lack of knowledge. And you said it's one nothing right now. It's two nothing Vegas. Two nothing Vegas. I'm gonna go Vegas in five. Whoa! So the same as me. <laughs> oh, is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. No, I want to be different. Right. I'm be different. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna go Vegas in seven. Vegas in seven. All right, there you have yeah. it. Yes. There you have it. Um, our predictions, which were pretty boring, but let's, let's go to one subject that isn't boring. It's a little sad to some it's, uh, was bound to happen to others. A, a star pitcher, a guy who's won, I believe what two Cy Youngs, I think, mm -hmm. uh, Jacob deGrom of the, of the New York Mets and now the Texas Rangers. And he signed, I think the biggest pitching contract ever. Big and, money. and, uh, and he is about to have his second. Breaking news, his second Tommy John surgery. And I just, I have an opinion on this that I want to share. Um, I think that Jacob deGrom has always been overrated. And yes, he had a couple crazy years. He didn't even win a bunch of games. I know some people say wins are overrated, but they aren't. Like you do pitch differently when you're, if you're uh, up a lot, yes, but you like get those wins. Come on. Come on, Jake. So he, he's won 85 games in his entire career. And it sucks, but I just think he's been way overblown, overrated for... Like, overrated? when he has pitched... Yeah, when he has pitched, he has had a few great seasons. Some great seasons. Like, but possibly he, the greatest seasons of all time. No. No. That's like... Just No. I mean, he's literally been up there with Pedro Martinez's greatest seasons ever. Look at Low, better ERA and WHIP and better strikeouts. Okay, he didn't even start his first season. Was until he was twenty six. Who cares years about old. his first season? Pedro Martinez, even on the Dodgers, was not the god pitcher he became when he went to Montreal. But Jacob Degrom really only—he only had three seasons. He had three amazing seasons. The rest, he was hurt. 
Yes. He only had three I mean, full seasons in his whole career. Yes. Three. But those three, three seasons were good. My not good is a gross understatement. They're like, not whoa. as good as you think. Even his whip, he he didn't he still walked people. Like he was incredible. He was very good. He won two Cy Youngs, but he was not he, I don't know. He wasn't to me. He wasn't what people say he was. And he was always hurt. He pitched 215 total games. That's it. Dude, in 2019, he had in 100, 217 innings, 269 Ks with a 1.7 nice. ERA, a 0.9 whip. Okay. And this is in he and in he had over 200 innings for those three seasons in a row. And in those three seasons, he had 239, 269, 255 Ks. And in unfortunately, 2021, before he was injured, he had a, in a matter of... That was his amazing. That was the one... 1.08 like, ERA with a, with a 0.5 whip. That, um, if he had actually finished that season healthy, it would have been the greatest, single greatest pitching season in the But he, in didn't, even, he didn't even go halfway through it. I know, I know. But I just I'm, think I, part of uh, this game is staying healthy. Um, that's like saying Jose Fernandez was the best pitcher ever. The dude died I mean, in a boat from, after doing I, too much cocaine. I know I talked about his crazy 2018, but it's 2019. He had 204 innings pitched with a 2.43 ERA and a 0.97 whip. He won the Cy Young. So he got back-to-back Cy Youngs. He only finished 10th in MVP voting. But the 255Ks and those 204 innings, like that, there's, that is an all-time season too like that's just an incredible season not to dive into this too much but just of the same era clayton kershaw go look at him and like compare these two it's not even like they're not even in the same ballpark of ballparks and then and then he's been said oh he's the best he's the best he's the best he's had a few good seasons but it's not even the same league it's not even the same playing field if go look jacob Degrom could have stayed healthy like he is beyond a first ballot hall of fame. He's, you know, that's like saying, that's like saying, uh, uh, that's like, there's a good comparison here. I can't think of, but and let's move on. But no, but anyway, we'd love, we'd love uh <laughs> listeners, uh, submissions. I just think that excellent argument. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Let's do hope in 60. I, I, my yes. argument has been stated. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, hope in sixty. We've got we've got a number of things on here because we don't have a debate today, and we what we you know we wanted to condense some of these things before um, you know moving into some of the final topics. Um, Aaron, we're gonna start hot and heavy, um, and our first topic. I'm gonna go now. So what's happening right now is we know China has been uh, fighting with Tibet uh, to try and take over Tibet for decades um and they've been committing you know genocide we've seen a lot of bad stuff but recently they have been flooding flooding tibet with han migrants uh to lasha and in what they're trying to do is just have them repopulate um in the same way that they've been intermixing the han population with the uyghur muslim population to weed out the uyghur dna um, and you know, having them actually forced births in concentration camps. Um, Aaron, this feels not good. Can you give hope? Yeah, maybe Tibet deserves it. Uh, wasn't the Dalai Lama the one who was caught kissing a boy? So maybe this well, is revenge. He was. He was. You brought it up that he was caught kissing a boy. The Dalai Lama. I did. I did. Wow. Aaron's uh, social credit score just went up ten points. <laughs> Great. Congratulations, Aaron. That is hope because now you. you you'll be much more welcome in China than I ever am. Um, there we go. I, um, yes, President Xi. Yes, and I think President Xi, um, big, Xi. big Aaron Xi. Wolf fan. Um, all right, Aaron, this one next one's yours. All right, ready? Yep, let's do it. All right. And in Pulaski County, a teacher was suspended after a student dressed as a KKK member for a history project. Give me hope. All right. Here's the thing. Um, are we getting mad when kids dress up as Darth Vader, you know, for Halloween? <laughs> Jesus. 
Okay. This is... I thought you were saving the Jews. <laughs> yeah. It, I Well, that's actually part of it. This is education, right? Um, and I think I'm hoping the excuse was that the teacher was just trying to show that how scary it is when people wear the KKK shit in real life. Um, and no. maybe kids don't. Oh, oh, maybe the kids in class were in denial of the KKK still being existence. So by the teacher wearing this to class, the teacher was showing, listen, they're still out there. And if you felt scared now, imagine how people that suffer at the hands of KKK would feel when they actually encounter this in real life. Okay. <laughs> I feel tons of hope now. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Great. Perfect. Um, the next one. <laughs> we're on, um, we're on our A game right now. All right, let's keep oh, going. Yeah. The next one is a museum in Colorado um, that uh, they are closing its American Indian wing, the entire col- the wing, mm-hmm. because they say it reinforces harmful stereotypes about white dominant culture. And the quote was, the human dioramas depict indigenous cultures as if they only exist in the past. In doing so, we fail to highlight the historical and lived experience of indigenous peoples. Presenting indigenous communities as objects of study rather than living in vibrant cultures perpetuates a history a long history of erasing experience of indigenous people. So they're saying because indigenous people are around now, we got to get rid of the museums because they're they're not just in the past. However, they did keep all the other cultural exhibits open for other cultures. <laughs> um, uh, I I don't think Colorado needs museums. That's it. That's it. I just I don't think, like, yeah, I think you're right. They don't deserve music. They don't need it. They don't, they don't deserve it. No, they don't we, deserve they, Colorado doesn't deserve it. Like imagine getting rid of like the Egyptian mummies in the museum because you know what? They're still Egyptians today. It's so we should stupid. not study them. These fucking clowns. God. <laughs> oh man. All right. Colorado. No more museums. No more yeah. funding for you. All right. Uh, next one. This next one's a bit of a pick me up. Um, if anybody <laughs> wants to feel good. Yeah, we're um, feeling great right now. Great. So, um, well, uh, according to a congressional report, uh, the FBI has misused controversial surveillance powers more than 278,000 times since 2020, <laughs> between 2020 and early 21, to conduct warrantless searches on George Floyd protesters, January 6th rioters, and uh, donator, donors to a congressional campaign. Yeah. Okay. This What's is the hopeless part? A, over a quarter million abuses <laughs> by the FBI of illegal spying on American citizens. Over and all they said is, "Oh, that's our bad. We're going to try and not do that." So again, I, I only, I think this is funny. <laughs> just, just complete misuse of power. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Two hundred seventy-eight thousand instances. I would have in guessed twenty-two months. I would have guessed twenty-two. That's great. Sixteen months. Thank you. I feel tons of hope. I, you know, maybe today is my day. Maybe today I'll oh, go man. home and I'll get yeah. searched. Gotta love that government. I was um, at a. Right. I was at a march. I think I was. I went to all kinds. So of was stuff. I. I know. I yeah. was at a. I would take video. Oh man, I'm. Yeah. I'm next. Next. Okay. So next week yeah. when I am doing this show from jail. <laughs> yeah, so you'll be, be thank 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 you thank you know thankfully kiss the boots of the FBI um, overlords. Anyway, just just a couple more and then we are going to move on. Next one. Um, this takes place in Ireland, and right now uh, the Ireland government uh, they're trying to reduce food supply, and uh, what they want to do is just make sure you know there's less meat eaten and for greenhouse emissions. But they have ordered farmers to kill two hundred thousand of their cows within the next year to meet climate targets. They're buying back land. Okay. They're not allowing farmers to produce and the car, they're saying, listen, cow farts or whatever, even though the science isn't proven at all about cow farts, <laughs> you have to, to kill 200,000 cows in the small country of Ireland. Um, look, I can't eat meat because uh, I have Crohn's disease. So it doesn't affect me. Okay, well, that seems about, honestly, that might be one of the most sincere answers that any podcast host could ever give. So I'm going to give a lot of hope to that for sincerity. The cow's mooing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Aaron uh, had a little switchboard, a little moo cow. And finally, the last one. Am I giving you a ton of hope? Because I really am working hard um, here. 
your sincerity gave me hope. Thank you. Um, now, uh, I this one is fun. Our favorite um, former uh, Biden cabinet member, Sam Brinton, um, has now been charged with yet another, now a third case of stealing women's clothing <laughs> out of the luggage from an airport. This motherfucker cannot stop stealing luggage. This person (laughs) was so high up in the U.S. government. Cabinet member, what the hell? Um, Aaron, Hope. Just look at... And I can't say that. So, um, so, uh, well, (laughs) I just, I could all... I just, I, what? It, he didn't steal my clothing. Woo, just in time. Well, you lost the hope because um, Sam Brinton goes by they them pronouns. So you just misgendered. So no hope. Oh on no. Yep. Oh god! And I I was trying so hard to beat around so many things that I couldn't. Yeah. Oh boy! All right, <laughs> you done fucked up, bro. This is this goes back. To, yeah, this goes back to our topic. What's too much? And right there, I was worried that I was going to say something that my, some people might think was too much. So I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> You know, they say in the United States, we send our best at all times. <laughs> at all times. Well, which is a perfect transition. Which is a perfect transition. To? Transition. <laughs> to Mega Monday. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little slow on the uptake right there. Uh, and then it got too obvious, and now I probably went yeah. too much. Um yeah. A perfect transition to MAGA Monday. And if you've been listening to the show, you know what this segment is about. So there's two big topics I want to touch on. They're quick, but they're, I think, interesting. The first is over the last month, did you know, Rohit, that Newsmax, the extreme right, some would say very propaganda, more than most media, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Newsmax, is beating in the ratings CNN. (laughs) Good. That's just like garbage beating garbage, and it makes me happy. It's just garbage all around. I don't watch either, but uh, I I do think Newsmax is is really on another plane of bad. So it's, it's almost comedy. This does show when I've yes, this does show when I told you in different parts of the country. You don't even know that, like, there's just completely different things on TV. I mean, and when uh, I've gone to certain parts of the country, like Newsmax is on at like the doctor's office. It's, it's really that's actually kind of concerning. That's actually quite concerning. But it's almost like I'd rather see that chaos of these horrible news networks, cable news networks fighting against each other. I mean, anytime you turn on CNN, it's just a bunch of people that literally finished college with a 0.8 GPA reading tweets. That's all it is. <laughs> and it's just like, it, this is not news. It's bad. It's well, very bad. Well, can we get to more mainstream news that is just as bad? Because this is the yes, second please. part of my MAGA Monday. Please. This was a on Fox News today. I saw, because the main ones, as we've talked about so much, I look at CNN, Fox News, and Drudge Report. Those are like the three that I look at every morning to see what the hell is going on in our country. And mm-hmm. I try to piece pieces together to figure out mm-hmm. what actually is going on. Which so, I love. I yeah. love that you do that. Thanks, man. Um, I was searching for a compliment. So uh, on Fox News, the, the, uh, top, the thing said, the headline said, vending machines dispense free crack and meth pipes to drug addicts in New York City. So, obviously I clicked on that right away. (laughs) Like, that's a good one, Fox. Thank you. I'm going to click on that right away. And here's the actual story. Because I was so disappointed. Like, reading that, I'm like, wait, free meth, free crack and meth pipes? Like, I mean, I'm going to fly there right now. I want to go to one of these vending machines. 
then you click on it and here's the story. NYC unveils vending machine for drug users with free crack pipes and Narcon for ODs. New York Public Health vending machines will offer condoms and crack pipes instead of chips and soda because they have seen that in places like Australia and Europe, this is affected. This has been effective in reducing overdose rates and in, and spread of infectious disease. What a disappointment! Like, well, I mean, it's it makes sense. I mean, on on paper, it makes sense. You know, people are gonna use drugs, so you might as well make it safe. I, it totally makes sense. But the the this is the problem I have with with uh, the news source and the headline. Fox News. If you don't click on this and you just see the headline, you think New York is just selling free crack in vending machines. I mean, it's kind of great though. So if I go to New York, I just need, I, like, I wonder, do I need to like show any proof or can I just identify as a crackhead and get free crack? Well, the, but the point is they don't, they're not actually giving free crack. The headlines made it seem like it's free crack, but it's really the thing it's to get you pipes. off of crack and crack pipes. So it's just, it's misleading headlines that I hate. Got I you, thought we you. would be able to go fly to New York and get crack. See, that just doesn't work for me because I've never done crack. Me neither. So why would I take Narcan? If I have I'm not a crackhead yet, so I need to become a crackhead first. I know, and but so if they're New if York is and New York is taking away that opportunity for me, it's bullshit. And like, Fox why, News, be honest with your headline. I know, and Don't New York, get us we excited. Want government subsidized crack. <laughs> yes. Well, I think this is a perfect segue to uh, topic two. Let's get into it. Rowett, I've been doing something that you don't know about. What's that? Uh, I have been. I have purchased a beer. Uh, gluten-free beer. Well, sort of. So, there is a beer. I saw a commercial for this this guy. This guy was saying how he is sick of liberal beer, and he is starting a totally new beer called Ultra Beer, which is the unwoke beer of America. And the company is called Conservative Dad. And uh -huh. so I put in an order for this beer because I watched this and I just thought this is too funny. It's called Ultra White 100% woke free American beer. And I immediately ordered it. Can you guess how much a six pack of this beer cost? 13.99. No, 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 no. Seventeen dollars and seventy six cents. <laughs> That's thirty four dollars for six. That's beer. not patriotic at all. No. What the fuck? And are you ready for this? What's that? I've been getting emails since then that uh, beer companies that they've partnered with have been pulling back on partnering them when they find out what it is, and so many people have wanted to get this beer that they haven't shipped out any yet. And I've been waiting two months. I'm out 34 bucks and I have no ultra right beer. And all I, the only reason I did that was for this show so that both of us could try that beer on this show. Honestly, Aaron, I'm offended. I'm offended. Not that you ordered, you know, conservative beer. That's called, was it called anti-woke beer? Anti-woke beer. Yes. I'm offended that this beer company Missed on the opportunity to call it alt light. <laughs> and they just want something so on the nose, like conservative dad beer or whatever the fuck it is. Come on, man. It was right there in front of you. Like Bud Light versus alt light. That's, that's a fucking marketing. It's alt light. Win. That's so good. Cause even oh. this is their slogan. When they email, this is not just a beer company. This is a movement, a movement of people who have had enough of the nonsense. Oh my God. Imagine their marketing that could have been. It's like, you know what? I'm a part of the alt light. I'm a part of the alt light. And they're just like cracking over <laughs> here, having a good time. And it's just funny. Like so many missed opportunities. God damn. I know. I, well, will you still try this beer with me? Uh, yes. They said, even though both you and I are, uh, what we politically correct really. people will call glutards. Yes. Um, we will, we can't be having it. this beer. Yes, <laughs> but we will. We will. Absolutely. So I can't wait. They say now it's shipping out next week. So I hope to get it. So perfect. That's the that's I just wanted to update you on that. And now topic two. This is a an interesting topic that I just think is it's it's too important not to touch on. Mm -hmm. There was just West Hollywood pride 
weekend. I Wait, live. There's, there's gay people in West Hollywood. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that can't be true. Really? Yeah. There are. Uh, oh my god! So it's crazy. Uh, I I live in West Hollywood. Uh, I've gone to this parade a bunch. It's very fun, mm-hmm. and it's supporting people for equal rights for all people to be whatever you want to be. Because quite frankly, I don't give a shit what you do or who you are. Just be a good person and live your life. And they have a parade, and there's different celebrities that host the parade this year. I think the grand mar- I know the grand marshal was Melissa McCarthy. Uh, the uh, but then isn't she straight though? She's definitely yeah. She is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, yes. Yeah. No, but she, but she's an ambassador, like an ambassador okay. for the. Uh, Got it. Um, so I then saw aftermath from this parade. I wasn't able to go this year, unfortunately, but I saw aftermath from this parade. Did you see the aftermath? No, I haven't. So what happened was they had a guy on one of the floats in like leather spandex and he was tied up. And then there was another guy pretending to thrust into him from behind and uh-huh. whipping him. And so the, yeah, my ass still hurts from that. <laughs> yeah, it was you, right? Couldn't see yeah. your face because it was just from yeah. behind. In a gimp suit, yeah. In a gimp suit. So, yeah. but this begs the question, is this too much? This is supposed to be a family-friendly parade. It's in the middle of the day. There are families that live on the, around the parade route. And you're showing some S, some gay S&M on a parade float. And this is where I feel a little hopeless. And I do feel that this was a little too much. And as much as I support everyone to do as they please. And personally, if I saw it and I was there, I would be laughing and cheering. And I think it was funny. But what a bad look. It just doesn't, it doesn't send off the right message to, uh, to people who are maybe lukewarm about this community at best, that this is how they celebrate. And and I, th- and I think yeah, me saying I mean, that, just saying that, people might get mad at me, like free speech and stuff like that. But the, it's at noon on a Sunday and, you're, and you're, parade, you're using that as your way to to show who you are. I just... Yeah, and, and, that, and, that, and that's actually what, it's, what I've been reading and... You know, as someone that's you know, neither of us are in the community. We're allies, but we we we're not in the community. So it's almost like, hey, we might not have the full understanding. But from what I from what I've read and what I've seen is almost there's like two schools of thought when it comes to pride parades. One school of thought is acceptance, and one school is like you know, like and hey, listen, you know, like we're here and we're queer and love us for who we are. But here here we are, and this is who we are. The other one, the other side is, hey, it's time to let that freak flag fly. Neither is wrong, but I do think sometimes both of those schools get crossed over when it seems like it's great for kids to be going to the first one, but maybe the letting the freak flag fly part might not be totally the best way to bring over. Because remember, you're not trying to like, I think it's important that people be themselves. I think it's important that people kind of do, you know, do that. But if you're going to bill it as someone that's kid friendly, I mean, like, Hell, we don't even have like guns in emoji anymore. They're water pistols, right? And I understand because it's like, hey, why do kids need to be like people are sending texts? Why do, why does there need to be an actual firearm? A water pistol still sends a message, and it's the exact same message, but it's cuter. So that we've taken precautions in some places to kind of make the world a little bit sort of friendlier for kids, but at the same time, kids should also be exposed to what's out there in the world. But it's almost like trying to find the balance, and the balance is hard right now. But um and I think it, so. Do you think this went overboard, or am I? I, I for me, if I was a parent, yeah, I, I think it's a bit much. But for me, as someone that loves watching the world burn, um, oh, of course, seeing how upset people are over this brings me pleasure. That's the thing. I and I understand, and I'm not ups- I'm not personally yeah. upset, but yes. I understand how it's a bad look. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you know, it's it's like it can people wondering like, okay, like, you know, if it's pride parade is maybe some people, maybe people feel it's not for, it's not for us straights, you know, maybe it's, it is just for the community and for the community just to be, have the one day a year where it is all hanging out and, <laughs> Literally. you know, and if, and parents can decide if their kids are ready or mature enough for it. 
And you could see that argument, but I think, yeah, I, I, I feel like this wouldn't be something like, hey, kids, we're going to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie and then get ice cream and then we're going to watch, you know, people get in gimp suits get flogged. Well, what if um, it was a, <laughs> what, if, what if it was a, what if it was a straight couple doing the same thing on a family parade, like a supposedly family friendly parade? That shit would get not happen no that's <laughs> the thing we'd see that like it just wouldn't like, happen I don't know. so yeah. i think it might have been a bit too much even though i would have been all for it if i was there just because oh, it's yeah. funny oh yeah i mean and you know like i said we wish everybody happy pride and all that whoever the fuck you want to be yes do it. don't yeah. go for it just yes. be you so let's yeah. just we have a couple things to wrap up the show uh yes hopeless tv We'll, yeah, we'll move this really quick. Aaron, did you watch the show Idol on HBO? I did. Okay, quick, quick gut check reaction. <laughs> um, there's something called trying way too hard, and then there's yes. then there's this show. Oh, it's even beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to continue watching it. However, I don't know if it's actually good. I think it's not good. I think it's actually, like, these are some spoilers if you really, but to give spoilers for this show is not, like, there's no real point to the show. So there's these aren't really spoilers because this show has no true purpose. But here's an example. The main girl is a... Uh, has some mental issues. So what do the pop other... star. She's a pop star. Yeah. She's a pop star with some mental issues. So what do the other characters around her say constantly? That she has mental issues. That's just bad writing. Like, they don't need to keep showing it. They She's a, a freak, apparently, in bed and stuff. She likes, She's a freak in bed. So what does she do? She writes a song called Freak that they play like 20 times during the episode. And then there's The weekend. The massive pop star, probably one of the biggest on the planet who is trying like to go the actual, by, yeah, the actual pop star, the actual pop star, <laughs> yeah. the one who is actually yeah. gigantic. And he plays this club owner and the weekend look music. Great. I've seen him in concert. Awesome. Really, really brilliant performer. Brilliant. He's a brilliant artist, yeah. brilliant artist acting. Yeah. Mm, no yeah. that, and that rat tail man the rat tail. But I'm, I actually just, i like the rat tail as a touch but and then yeah. i have one more rant before before i yes. i you can chime in again but you're not allowed to yet is the creator of this show is a guy named sam levinson mm -hmm. and i decided to learn a little more about sam levinson than i than i knew before recently um his dad was is barry levinson one of the biggest Hollywood directors ever. He's directed movies such as Diner, Rain Man, Wag the Dog. Uh, why am I blanking? There's a zillion. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, uh, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Um, now I'm blanking, but it's, it's a laundry. Uh, anyway, Barry Levinson is one of the biggest Hollywood directors ever. Now, Rohit, not only is he one of the biggest Hollywood directors ever, he made this movie called Diner, which was a huge movie in 1982. Okay, are you following me? Mm -hmm. One of the stars of that show... Oh, right. Uh, Barry Levinson also made Disclosure, uh, The Natural. I mean, it's tons of movies. Huge director. He's won Best, best Director, Best Picture... He made this movie, Diner. It was like his big first big, big movie in 1982. The star of that movie was an actress named Ellen Barkin, who was a big star, mm -hmm. I believe, in the 80s and 90s. And um, this guy, Sam Levinson, his son, from 2008 to 2011, was went out with Ellen Barkin. He was born in 1984. Ellen Barkin was 56 when he was 23. He also has admitted to being a drug, alcohol, sex addict. He's obviously, as I'm trying to infer, a bit of a Nepo baby. He's made these two shows, Euphoria and now this, The Idol, that are, to me, incredibly self-indulgent. And Euphoria is actually good. What? 
I think Euphoria is actually good. It's okay. Yeah. It's not great, but it's good. It's just so self-indulgent. But this, is. Euphoria is a 20 out of 10 compared to uh, The Idol. So I just am setting a stage for who this guy is because he's supposed to be a truly awful person. Um, oh, there was yeah. big set problems. He's just a... Supposed he's to, just horny. <laughs> yeah. He's really horny. He's supposed to be a pretty bad dude. Um, and this show... Is and if you look look up look up Sam Levinson, you can see some pictures of him. Have you ever seen the movie American Psycho? I'm not saying there's comparisons, mm-hmm. but there might be. Yeah, so can, that's my little rant. I just and I'm gonna also just so you know, I'm gonna watch the next episode. Yeah. So <laughs> after I'm all that, report back. But I do. I, this is not gonna be the show that replaces Succession as the one that captures the nation's heart and attention. I can tell or you. Or to me, Barry. Um, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the show Barry, it's the best show in. Five years or more. And it's still on my list. Um, I'm going to power through, Aaron, uh, just because I know we are way over time. But uh, really quick, I want to provide you an update. Sorry about that rant. The, I just, I had a, li- no, I had no, a little no. bit of an opinion. <laughs> and hopefully people will tune in um, and then offer their, you know, their own thoughts. But uh, the Netflix movie Cleopatra um, is now sitting at a 3% uh, audience score oh, on Rotten Tomatoes it. with a 20% critic score. Um, it's one of the lowest um, TV show ratings in history. Um, Great. And a lot of the controversy, besides it being a bad show, uh, was that, um, you know, a, a non-Greek uh, person was playing Cleopatra um, and it was played by a black actress and people find this historically inaccurate. Um, and essentially what's happened is there is a YouTube creator. He's, he, he does history and everything like that. And his name is Metatron. And he <laughs> made a video that just like, hey, listen, to be accurate, this is actually the origin of Cleopatra. You know, she came from Northern Africa and it's even rocky, documented how she is fair skin, blah, 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 blah. And because she's not, an African, she's not in sub-Saharan, she's not even Egyptian. She came from the northern areas in the, in the Mediterranean. And um, because of that, all 837 of his videos on YouTube were demonetized. Oh, God. And, yeah. And because they felt it was insensitive to correctly state that. Um, and now, Netflix is being sued for $2 billion Whoa. by a consortium of Egyptians. <laughs> for distorting the image of one of their most historic figures um, and completely fabricating it and treating it as a historical representation. I'll give you hope, so, immediate hope. Yeah, sure. All of this makes me really need to see this. Oh God, I will not be watching this, but this looks bad, but yes. You don't think that, bad that, is actually, good? The hope is like... that you'll watch it and then you can report back so I don't have to. Um, okay, deal. And, yes, and then finally, um, uh, you know what? Should we save Babylon for next week? Yes. Yeah, great. Because I know I know you have some thoughts on that, but I would love to to you know before before we tune out, um, I just want to give a quick reading, um, Aaron, with our our, our segment four chan, um, from four chan with love. Yes. Um, and this is a very short story, um, titled "Based Schizo Fucks with the Poltergeist." Now, for listeners here, these are not our words; these are words found on four chan. Um, and so we're just reading, you know, what's happening in the darker part of the internet, just so we're all just aware. explain in one sentence what four chan is for people who four chan is a is a board that's been around for you know over, you know, probably almost two decades, um, maybe about 15, yeah, almost two decades. No, probably 17 years, maybe something like that. Um, and 4chan is a number of boards dedicated to video games, sports, whatever. And then, um, but some of the boards get a little bit dark. It's all anonymous and people say the darkest, weirdest shit on there. Um, and it's just, this is just a way for us to look at the darker parts of the internet. Okay. okay. Um, so this is a someone, this usually operated in the form of green text, which is just people telling stories line by line by line. Um, and many of them claim to be true. This one says, happened a few days ago. For context, I live in an attic room in an old antebellum house. Be me, chilling in my room like always. Vibin.jpg. Here's something tapping at my ceiling. Fucking rats. Fuck these little shits. Start banging on the ceiling. Ceiling is sloped so I can easily reach the bottom parts. Stop banging. Super loud knock comes from the exact spot I was just hitting. WTF. Dead silence for a few seconds. I'm standing there just staring at that spot. Get that sense that I'm not alone. Suddenly the knocking continues, even louder than before, and it's coming from everywhere, like walls, floor, and ceiling simultaneously. I piss something off, dot tee hee. I'm pissed too. Fucking demons ain't got shit on me. 
ghostpunchermode.jpg. Bang on the ceiling again. Come out, you little fucker. I know you a bitch. Recite all the <laughs> names of God I can think of. Knocking turns back into light tapping at just one place. Keep saying I'm going to fuck up whoever it is. Tapping stops. I won dot rar. Furiously beat my meat afterwards. <laughs> Pour it at full volume. Make sure to grunt and be extra loud myself. No encounters since. That's amazing. Thank you for that. Row it. Um, and and for who for this person who uh, who wrote that, uh, thank no. you for your beautiful words. Thank you. For, it would be anon. Anon would have written it. Be anon. Anon. Thank you. That was beautiful, and I feel inspired. <laughs> Uh, it was was elegant writing well if that wasn't hope enough to fulfill let's just end our show with with hope fulfilled because i feel tons of hope after that reading (laughs) Uh, and we'll get to submissions next week but hope fulfilled again if you haven't listened uh, listen to olivia Daabo on our show we have the episode and then the full interview with her she was an amazing guest she did impressions she's been on the She's been in the Star Wars universe, the Star Trek universe. She was on the start on the show Wonder Years and movies like Greedy and Conan. And it's a, it's a fantastic interview because of her. So please check it out. It really made me feel hopeful. And I'm excited for all the guests we have to come for the rest of the year. That's it. We're out. Peace. Yes, Olivia, you are the best. Can't wait to have you back. Um, please listen. Please listen and everybody check out that episode and the full interview. Um, and yes, and we will catch you next week. Aaron, do you think people should stay hopeful? I think hope is dope. Stay hopeful, man. Yes. Let's do it, everybody. Listen to us. <laughs> and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rogan, whoa. It's a hopeless show.